Hello and welcome to Cracked Open, a podcast guiding you on your journey to becoming a vessel of unconditional love. This is your host, Beck Mylonis, High Priestess, Channel, and Activator. Join me on this series as I share reflections, insights, and channel transmissions from my journey of walking the initiation path. Each episode is a unique transmission containing supportive frequencies to facilitate the deepest healing, activation, and reconnection with your soul. I invite you to open your mind and set the intention to receive this episode into your heart space. Let's go. Welcome to another episode of Cracked Open. Today, I have a beautiful soul here with me who's insisting on making some lip sounds. I don't know why. (laughs) I'm here with Mikey Campos. He is a true soulmate, a friend of mine, um, and he is a holistic therapist, a Reiki grandmaster, angelic Reiki master, dragon, 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 Reiki, intuitive initiate, channeler, a quantum surgeon. He's also a music producer, a high vibrational of high vibrational healing music. It's weird. You were like, I'm nervous. And now suddenly I'm nervous and I don't fucking ever get nervous. I'm like picking up on your nervous vibes, man. So I want to actually like just bring it back a second because I, I launched straight into his professional bio and I didn't actually share. So Mikey and I have a fucking incredible story, right? How we met is incredible. What we've been through is incredible. And this is like full transparency for both of us and some of the things that we're sharing um, of some of the things that we didn't do so well in our connection together and some of the things that we learned some of the things that we fucked up so this is the time when we are both removed off the pedestal and we get to show everyone how fucking human we all are right so I met Mikey through a healing container um, a year and a half ago something like that online and we'd kind of gone through the first week of the event together and both of us were feeling sort of triggered by each other, but we didn't kind of, you know, I was like, what's this guy's deal? I don't know. Like, what the fuck is this guy's deal? And he's over there. What we later found out he was over there thinking the same thing. And I think we both reached a point of being like, oh, well, like, you know, it's fine, whatever it's their stuff. And I'm just going to go on <laughs> guys. I need to say as well, every time you hear that thing beep, it's like a, it's a, it's Mikey's like guides talking to him. So if you hear that thing beep in the background, that's what it is. Talking um, to us actually, but yeah. yeah it's talking to us so we eventually we ended the first week kind of of the container and then Mikey reached out to me um randomly just to ask if I was in Costa Rica and if I was doing music and from there we started connecting and we jumped on a random Reiki session I think it was like day two of us connecting and I think neither of us really expected or saw what was coming and in that session (laughs) they're really vocal today (laughs) in that session um it was wild right so as we're connecting i'm having this full experience i'm hearing the words in a union divine union blah 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 all this stuff coming through and i was like at this time thought mikey was married um and didn't you know didn't wasn't feeling into like anything that could have been there and i was just like wow this is really powerful and it's this huge transmission for me so as we started connecting things started happening. We started um, having dreams about each other, sharing like all the stuff that was going on behind the surface for both of us of this intensity and this connection that we had. They're just not shutting up. (laughs) Um, And long, long, long fucking story short, um, I was in Bali at the time. Mikey's obviously in Costa Rica. And there was this knowing in my heart, in my soul, in my entire being that I didn't know why. And I didn't know what was going to come of it, but I had to go to travel to see him in the middle of a pandemic, this guy I'd never met that I'd only met online to see what was going to unfold. That's him over there. Um, And we're going to share kind of our story of everything that happened, because I remember when I was going over there, I thought this is going to be either the most incredible love story ever, or it's going to be a fucking incredible story. And it kind of has been both. Um, in beautiful different ways and I think today we really want to talk about um, inner union outer union relating and how you know how we were able to heal through our connection how it wasn't it didn't end up like kind of the expectations that both of us had had at certain points of like what that would be like Um, but how how it's enabled us to heal some really powerful stuff in union and connection and I think both of us know that there are some timelines somewhere where our souls have fucking merged completely and we know that and when we connect with each other's energy, but it's not about um, this human 
context of what that looks like and that unconditional love is still felt while we're going on our lives together and every time we come together it's this reminder of like that love that's always there that unconditional love so before I go and dive into all of this stuff I would love for you to introduce yourself tell us all you know how you got to be here what your journey has been to getting here what your hero's journey has been and how you came into my life what got you to the point where you just arrived and showed up in my life in this crazy way thank you for that warm welcome beck <laughs> thank you for uh thank you for being you thank you for inviting me to your podcast thank you for allowing me to share my story share my crazy share my truth for uh what we experienced as well so before i get into any of what i'm going to talk about me is i want to give you thanks I want to, you know, eternally be grateful to you and to what we have experienced and to what we have uh, co-created in this lifetime and uh, in past lifetimes in other incarnations. So thank you. Eternally grateful to you, Senorita. So Mikey Campos, that's my name, or that's how I call myself nowadays. My name is Michael Enrique Campos Delgado con el culo pelado. <laughs> Whoever understands Spanish is going to understand exactly what I just said at the end, which is not my last name. This is part of what I say uh, when I was a little kid. So it became pretty difficult for me to accept my middle name, Enrique. That's my dad's middle name as well. And uh, I started integrating it with Mike E because people started calling me Mike E. Felt pretty, um, uh, what's the word here I want to use? It felt pretty um, cliche to be called Mike E. And I felt like I was being minimized by being called Mike E, like the little Mike, right? Instead of the big Mike, I'm like 6'3". I want to be called Mike, right? Not big Mike, not Mikey. So I really didn't like that at, at the beginning. But then I started getting used to being called Mikey. And um, and then I started uh, integrating it with the two E's at the end instead of the uh, M-I-K-E-Y as it's normally spelled because I wanted to integrate my dad's middle name. I wanted to integrate my dad into my life and not reject uh, my father, not reject who I'm, um, you know, the reason why I'm here in this lifetime, right? One of the reasons with my mom, of course, or one of the humans that uh, procreated and made me come about. So that's my name, Mikey Campos. That's what I like using. Um, been in Costa Rica for the past 20 plus years. At some point lived in California. Uh, my parents decided to move out there chasing the American dream and uh, super thankful to that because that definitely helped us to learn this language that I'm speaking in now and uh, to experience a different culture, which was def definitely important in my life. And um, received the first awakening about 20 years ago and been having awakenings and uh, new uh, rebirths ever since then. Um, literally this past week had two rebirths of um, letting go of things that I needed to let go of, uh, confronting things that I had forgot I needed to confront. Uh, accepting things and uh, forgiving myself and offering forgiveness and um, receiving forgiveness as much as possible with my heart fully open. So um, I've known since I was like 20 years old as well from, from my uh, initial awakening that I needed to do something special, that I needed to do something big in my life. I cried about it various times, thinking to myself, what the fuck do I have to do? It's big, but what is it? I know it's something, but what is it? What am I supposed to be doing? And um, the mother of my uh, three daughters, my ex-wife, Carla, she was a big impact in, in, in my life in awakening to energy and awakening to spirituality. And uh, I'm very thankful to her as well. Exactly. Which is part of what part of the awakening that's happening now, uh, something that I have to confront her with, that I have to be completely honest and transparent with her and be able to offer my forgiveness um, or ask for forgiveness in regards to what is still amongst her and I. So uh, she had a very big impact in my life uh, from the get-go. Um, was the first woman to tell me, you're not leaving after three months of me saying, all right, I'm about to leave. I'm getting the fuck out of here. I'm feeling too much. It's too much for me, so I'm out. And she stopped me and said, no, you're not going anywhere. You're not going, you're not going to be... A, you're not going to be a little bitch. I'm just going to say it like that. You're not going to be a little bitch. You're just going to stay. And we'll, we, I feel your love toward me and you feel my love towards you. You're staying. And so I stayed and that helped me awaken a lot. And then we procreated three beautiful daughters that we now have. And uh, 
with her, she gave me a book about Reiki. And that's where I started thinking, oh, I think I can do this because I had started manipulating energy um, since I was like maybe 17, 18 as well. And um, that awakened me to know I can do this. Maybe that's part of the plan. Maybe that's part of my mission. Maybe that's part of what I have to do in life. Then at 33 years old, I decided I wanted to uh, make music. Finally, after 20 plus years of knowing I need to make music. Since I was nine years old, I knew I wanted to be a rapper, a singer, a producer. And I stopped. I stopped myself. I, I was afraid until I was 33, where I said, it's either now or never. And I decided it's going to be now. And uh, that was a very big awakening for me uh, because what I call revolution of the mind came to be because of music, which is the revolution of my mind, connecting my mind with my heart and letting the heart lead and the mind take the uh, passenger side. And um, that's how I got into music, um, thinking to myself, I uh, want to do this. I've been wanting to do this since forever. So why am I not doing it? Why am I not doing it? And that's where I found out, well, this is also part of my mission then, I guess, make music, make healing music for myself and for anybody that wants to listen to that music. And, um, and yeah, that's just like a little brief overview of how I got to this point. Um, then after a couple of years after uh, music is when I, uh, actually at the beginning of the uh, pandemic, um, I thought to myself, I need to change. I need to do everything that I've learned throughout the past 20 years of my life. I've been learning a lot. I haven't been doing, you know, I haven't been taking action. So I need to start taking action. It's enough about soaking in information. It's enough about learning. It's now time to take action. And that's when I started taking action and I stopped doing a lot of things I used to do. And I started doing things I was supposed to be doing, which I was not doing. And uh, one of those things was to learn Reiki, uh, to actually be initiated into Reiki. I already knew how to do it. I just needed to be initiated and I needed to be guided by somebody that was already doing it and somebody that I felt fully in resonance with. And as they say, when the uh, student is ready, the master will present himself and the master did present himself. The teacher presented himself. And because uh, I went to go look for him, not for those reasons. I was looking for him, for him to help me clear my energy field of uh, negative uh, entities that I knew that were present in my energy field and in my house. And then part of his session was to give me Reiki. And I'm like, oh, shit, you do Reiki. Can I learn from you? Because I felt a big resonance. And he said, of course you can. And then that's where it all began in regards to Reiki. And that's when I fully dove in into my uh, spirituality. That's when I fully dove in into this whole journey that has taken me till today, where it's just such a beautiful ride that I'm going through. Thank you for sharing that. Um, and your journey as well is I think a lot of people can relate to that, like feeling like they have this mission and this was me. I'm here to fucking do something and we can dawdle and we can faff around for years and years and years before actually taking action. Like you're quite a bit older than me because you're fucking old and you're going to die. So no, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, but like, you know, it's proof that like, it doesn't matter where and what time in your life you're at. There's always, you know, a journey that we have to go through first. And I love you sharing about, you know, raising your children and um, having to go through all of that with Carla to bring you to this point. And that's so beautiful. And I think it's so interesting. And I think we, we definitely need to talk about relationships because it's kind of part of the reason they, that we're here. Open my, my heart. Yeah. Carla, um, Carla and uh, my daughters. Absolutely. And I think we have these people in our lives who come in for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. Um, and we have these contracts with certain people, which is kind of like, this is the foundation of what I want, really want to get into because these contracts that we have with people, they carry a lot of wounding, right? Karma stuff. Like I know with your dad, which I also would love for you to speak into how we can see them as a gift and we can see them for the gifts that they're bringing into our lives or how we can see them as they're painful and, and we can resist leaning in to the unconditional love that is present. So I think let's start with our kind of connection because that's a good foundation point of, we had a super fucking karmic relationship, right? It was like, we had some shit that we came here to resolve <laughs> um, various things that both you and I had done to each other. And my, my kind of big, big journey was reclaiming my sovereignty. And so to share kind of explicitly what that contract was, it was around abuse and, um, you know, sexual abuse, which is something that you experienced in this lifetime. So it's like, you came into my life to help me 
okay well just like reclaim my sovereignty reclaim my power reclaim my truth step into my power and I remember um when we started connecting and my human wanted to get attached to because I've traveled this distance to be with you it must be in this context and it has to look like this and you're going to give me all the love that I need and, and fill me up with this love that I don't have for myself and you kept saying to me Beck, it's not about us. It's not about this fucking whatever this situation ship is, whatever's happening, because we weren't really defining it. We were just in this like messy, (laughs) confusing configuration for a while there. But you kept saying, this is about you loving you and accepting you and healing yourself. And it's not about all these other things. And I resented the fuck out of you at that time because I was like, no, it's about us. It's about this. We like you fucking, you know, right. All my shit was coming up. And I think the main part of our relationship for me was this constant deep purging. And when I say deep purging, I mean like the things that we experienced together and um, I'm talking past configurations and, and um, you know, you were my father in a past life and abused me and, and various things, the resentment that I had, the anger that I had, the pain, the suffering, the grief that I had was coming up in our relationship and how we were interacting with each other. And I want to say this man is fucking patient and kind and had held so much space for me um, because I was a fucking mess and I was projecting all of my stuff as it was coming up not only our our wounding but it was stuff my mom like you were triggering all of my stuff with my mom and so I would there were days where I would literally I would find myself screaming and yelling at him and abusing him and like acting like a psycho and I was like I thought I was healed I came over there thinking, oh, I'm so healed. Like, I, I don't have any wounding. Like, I'm ready for a connection. And then there you were pressing these buttons to bring all that stuff up. And I would just fucking project it onto you. And you would be so, for the most part, sometimes you're a bit of a dick. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, for the most part, you were. You gotta be sometimes. Yeah, yeah. You were holding a lot of space for me, right? In that process of non-judgment and forgiveness. And you would always just come back and be like, it's okay, Beck, um, right? When I would storm out and have my tantrum or whatever it was. And then I would go away and realize a lot of this stuff was anger at my mom or anger at someone else that I was misdirecting and basically blasting you with. And it was almost like every time I cleared that internally in myself, the way that you would show up towards me would be so different. It was like I was coming over and there was a different Mikey and I'd be like, whoa. And every time I would let go of like my conditions or it has to look like this and you have to be this way. um, One of my frustrations in our connection was that you were not able to give me certain things that I really desired and relate to me in the ways that I I wanted to. You used to call me, what was it, Pega Chorizo? Do you want to explain what that is? Got chorizo. Yeah. Got chorizo. Um, it's sticky sausage, right? Sticky sausage. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm super Literally affectionate. Yeah. I'm super <laughs> affectionate and like need touch all the time. And, and you're like, Beck, I'm not like that. Like you, you'd spoken into having like a more avoidant, like, whoa, when people come close, like I need space um, sort of thing. And I'm very like all in need affection all the time. And so you'd call me that and it would trigger me and, and I'd laugh, but I'd be really triggered about like, why can't he cuddle me for hours? And why can't he fucking be there in the ways that I want? And why can't he be more like I desire to be him for him to be like, rather than seeing the gift in what was coming up. And that was as this stuff would come up, um, all this pain, this suffering, all this trauma, you were holding space for me lovingly. And then we would transmute that through our connection, through um, you know, sex magic or whatever that was. We were transmuting this, this love. And I remember, and this is like fully, like this is way too much information, but I want to share it um, because I remember bef- prior to kind of coming and being in, with physical, like in your physical vicinity, <laughs> you're laughing like a child. I'm, I'm just thinking to myself, are you going to share about me smelling your feet? Go ahead. No. <laughs> I'm not. Oh my God. No, I'm not. I, I, know, I know you weren't, but I just wanted to throw that out there. Go ahead. He's doing it. So I don't, I don't, uh, it is a joke. It's an end joke between us. that no one needs to know about, about my feet. I've got a video of Mikey, like with my foot on his face. It's really funny. Anyway, my sister would be laughing if she was hearing this, but I remember my guides and my team were preparing me for a long time of like different, um, amounts of energy and Kundalini moving through my body. Because when we connected in this way, right, it was, well, when we were connecting from not a space of just sexual, like, desire when we were connecting from a pure space it had this potential for this incredible transmutation um and it was fucking powerful right like i've never experienced anything like that at that point and so i was prepared for months before we were even physical 
in like physical vicinity to each other to be able to hold that energy. And I remember you know, the first few times as we were going into that space, we had to like put some brakes on and be like, well, like we need to like, you know, not, not take it so far and only come into this space when there's like loving, healing, transmuting um, energy behind it because it's so powerful. And also for both of us, we were hugely sexual beings. So it was very destructive when we were coming at it from this space, particularly when a lot of the wounding that we had was around sexual trauma, right? Around your sexual trauma, my sexual trauma. And so we were coming together to heal that. And so as all this stuff was coming up, we would then transmute it through our unconditional love. And I think that's what was confusing, I think for both of us, because we felt this soul connection like it was so deep and it kept pulling us back together and, and even though all the stuff was coming up and both of us wanted to run at so many fucking different points where we were like this is too hectic like I just met you all this stuff is coming up it's really painful but we kept showing up and working through it um, and in the end obviously we're not together and we're not romantic and we're just friends now which is beautiful but um you know, we played with that at certain points. And it turned out that we were meant to go through that in that configuration, that context to clear the way that we did to then come into now supporting each other in, in crazy ways. And we had certain contracts of other things, bigger picture things that we were here to do together in terms of some slave grids and other things. And for me, in order to get to that place, what I'm trying to kind of come to is I had to release the resentment and the anger and the bitterness about it not working out a certain way, you not being who I wanted you to be, even though in my heart, I knew it wasn't meant to be forever. It was meant to be this thing, right? Like, but my human was like, but I don't understand. But my soul was like, but you need to be here. And when I was in Costa Rica and I just wanted to fucking leave and I was like, this is bullshit. It sucks. It's painful. So many points. It was beautiful as well. Like, I want to say that too, but there were so many points where I was like, I want to leave. And my soul kept saying, no, you need to be here. You need to go through this. Um, and so it's that commitment to doing the work and being in that, even if it's uncomfortable. And I think it's that release of the anger that we had. I don't know, know if you had anger towards me. I certainly had a lot of anger towards you. I think you are much more like forgiving and accepting than I was through all of that. But when I left, I was so pissed with you. And I was like, I never want to fucking speak to him again. I'm angry. I'm bitter. Like how did it for a while? I did for a couple months. Um, but then you kind of entered into this situation with someone else where there was that whole process going through again. And I learned like, you know, he's going to go through what he needs to go through. And if it's not me that he learns a lesson with, it'll be someone else. And I did my part and I learned what I needed to, and I can move on. And then through that, we were able to let it, I let, well, I let it go anyway, and was able to come back into your life as and when we laid a lot of things out on the table and I saw the ways in which I was completely toxic in that relationship. And, you know, I was expecting things and attaching. Um, so I guess I want you to talk a little bit about forgiveness and you've had a lot of these karmic situations. And so have I shown up where people show up in your life in this crazy way. And there's these feelings of I've known you from somewhere before and it's amazing. And like, we were like lost in this fucking love bubble for a week or two when it was so magical. I'm like, Oh my God, we're both crying every day. I have like 30 minutes worth of videos of Mikey just crying that I've, I'm going to save and release Isn't at some like point. Three hours? <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of them. Um, and, and then all the healing kind of happened and all this stuff started coming up and it was really, really painful. So, so to be able to communicate that with each other, um, and move through that. And I know that you've had that coming up. So talk to me about that process of all this karma that you've been clearing with people um, and how it's related to your own kind of life and how you've, in a sense, been repaying that and, and experience the inverse of that, right? Because if you've come here to experience being a victim, it's probably because in a past incarnation, you've been the perpetrator, right? So it's understanding that it all has to come into balance and neutrality. I'm going to shut up. I just like ranted for like an hour so going to hand them hand the mic over to you hand the mic over to mike so basically touching on what you said and starting with that um balancing out what needs to be balanced out i came to realize at around 20 years old with dreams i started having that i had been abused as a kid and it started making sense why i was completely blocked and didn't have any memories of my childhood it was until about 30 years old as well, where I started getting even more information about that. And that's when I started to, that's when I started to figure out that I had been abused a lot of times as a little kid, many, many times, 50 plus times by family members, 
by uh, employees of my dad and um, different people, majority men, if not all men. And um, at one point I thought to myself, what the fuck did a five-year-old kid do to deserve this? Why is a five-year-old kid going through this trauma? What did he do? And then the realization, of course, is, oh, you did some shit in the past, <laughs> in a past lifetime, past parallel lifetime. You did some shit, and now it's just coming back for you because that's exactly what needs to happen. That's the balance that needs to happen. And you were uh, the breaking point for that realization because when you uh, mentioned to me I'm seeing things and I'm having uh, psychic friends tell me things about our past lifetimes of how you were my dad and you had abused me and did the things you did to me and tortured, blah, blah, all that stupid shit that I did at that time. I started connecting the dots of, okay, so that's what I did. Because I knew something, something bad had happened, but what was it? What did I do? Oh, shit. I treated her really bad um, in that lifetime and in other lifetimes as well. And that's where the realization started coming as well as... It was not only Beck, <laughs> it was other women. Because after uh, you left, that's when uh, with this other woman, a similar situation came up, very similar. And I'm like, oh, what the fuck again? <laughs> All right, so let me ask you, let me offer to you forgiveness uh, as I did with Beck at some point, just offering forgiveness for whatever the fuck had happened in that past lifetime, not going too deep into it, because what I learned was when I went too deep into it as a, as a regression style, I fell into um, depression for about two weeks before Beck came to Costa Rica and she told me about the things she told me. And uh, I literally wanted to commit suicide. I'm like, you're over here thinking you're a light worker. You're over here thinking you're a good person. And you're now confirming exactly what you felt as a little kid. And as you felt as a young adult, you're actually one, you're, you're a bad motherfucker, bad in the, in the bad sense. You're not good. You did this. How can you do this? If you have three daughters now and you did that to your daughter, you did whatever else you did in other lifetimes and treated her bad. And yeah, Beck might've done some things to me, but you did this and you think you're good. No. So I, I was to the point where I wanted to commit suicide. I was able to snap out of it. And uh, the same thing happened with uh, this other woman after Beck left. Same situation where I just felt a very strong connection, felt like there was a lot of um, forgiveness that needed to be applied for a previous lifetime or for previous lifetimes. And I thought to myself and I told her, uh, kind of like what I told Beck from the beginning, like there's some strong connection here. But this is not about us. This is not about what we are feeling uh, sexually or what we're feeling as a union. It's not about that. This is about clearing shit up. This is about applying the law of forgiveness as much as we can. And she got pissed off at me too. <laughs> she thought she ghosted me as well for about three months after um, we we did our thing. We were in a situation for about three weeks, maybe four weeks maximum. But it was enough for me to know exactly what was happening and enough for me to apply the law of forgiveness to tell her what I what I felt in regards to that to have her forgive me and uh, just apply it as much as possible. And uh, after that, strangely enough, came another person <laughs> with the same situation. And uh, after that, strangely enough, came another woman. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck? Where are all these girls coming from? Why are they Why are they all popping up all over the place, man? I, I've always been in, in this lifetime. I've been very tranquil as a, as, a, um, as a Don Juan, let's say. I've never been a player in this lifetime. I'm very, very tranquil in that sense. I've actually, just till the other day, declared my feelings to a woman for the second time in my life, the first time was not really a declaration, sort of say, but for the second time in my life, which I consider actually the first time, literally about four days ago, because I was always afraid to do so because I, I didn't want to be rejected. And that made me understand that I had done a lot of shit to a lot of women in the past, in past lifetimes, and they did a lot of shit back to me as well. And one of them or some of them made me feel really bad about the rejection that they caused at some point because of what I did to them at some point as well.
So I've been applying the law of forgiveness a lot <laughs> since uh, Beck came into my life, knowing there was a lot of um, karmic cycles that I was taking care of um, with the new realizations in my life, with the consciousness that I'm at at this time of where I know that I would not do harm to any woman because I apply what my what my grandma on my mom's side taught me, which is a una mujer no se le toca ni con el pétalo de una rosa. You don't hit or touch, touch in the, in, in the sense of trying to hit or trying to do harm. You don't touch a woman, not even with a petal of a rose. And that always stuck with me. Since she said that to me, it always stuck with me. And so I would never in this lifetime consider doing any type of harm to any woman, especially not my daughters. I mean, I would literally, if necessary, you know, would get to the point of doing some nasty shit to anybody that even would want to harm my daughters in any way possible. And um, I've literally been sending out messages and I've learned my lesson. Before I say what I was going to say about the messages, I've literally, I literally learned my le lesson that I should not rush into my feelings or my sexual urge of saying, fuck, man, she's hot. <laughs> like, literally, that was what I said to what I was seeing. I'm like, fuck, she's hot, bro. Like, she's 20 years old, 20 something, 20 something years old. And it's like, and I'm 41 and she's, she's talking about me. I mean, I am yeah, hot, so. sir. <laughs> I'm talking about you. Yeah. You're, you're, you're the one that started this. So I'm stuck. I'm talking about you. And I'm just thinking to myself, I'm 41 years old. This girl is 27, right? 20 something. I'm I think like, I was 28 when we met. Yeah. <laughs> 20, yeah. So I'm like, and she's giving me pelota. She's giving me ball. As we say in Costa Rica, she's giving, she's, she's, you know, she's, she's giving me the sauce and I'm giving it back. I'm like, fuck, how is this happening? How is a beautiful woman younger than me? All of a sudden seeing something in me. That's part of what I've been, what I literally healed three days ago. That was part of the rebirth I just had of knowing my worth. And I didn't know my worth at that time. And um, so I was rushing into things as I did in the past, literally just rushing into a sexual attraction, not giving a fuck what they would think is, is what, what was happening in the background, even though I had the realization and the consciousness of knowing I, I don't want to hurt anybody. But in the background, it was just like, all right, it's just going to be sex. It's just going to be, you know, it's just going to be something that's going to, that's going to, it's not going to hurt anybody is what, what could have maybe been in the background, right? But of course it can. And so the women that I've been uh, connecting with recently, I feel the vibe again. I'm like, oh, shit, I did something to this woman too. <laughs> Let me just send you a oh, video. Oh, it's all coming back to buy you in <laughs> Let me just send you a video here and offer forgiveness. Crying because that's what I'm doing right now as I'm feeling what I, whatever the fuck it was. I'm not going to go into the details of what it is that happened because I don't want to go into that depression again. And as God sent us in a, in a channeling message recently, he said, why the heck are you guys going back on your past lifetimes and reliving the nasty shit? There was a lot of good stuff happening. Why aren't you reliving, reliving that? And uh, so I don't want to go through that again. I don't want to go into depression again, knowing what I did. All I need to know is I need to forgive and I need to yeah. be forgiven. And I need and to also life. it's sorry. It's so important what you're saying about not going into the stories of the attachment of what happened and replaying it, and replaying it, and replaying it, because like we didn't come here to go through that attachment and go through that pain again. We came here to rise in love and let that stuff go so we could support each other. And so I could be catalyzed in my journey. It did. It massively fucking catalyzed me into self-love and self-worth in a way that I was not even expecting at that time and calling in other beautiful relationships and same for you. But if we had have been caught in that story you did this I did this this is a you know it's a story and it's true and it felt it was felt and it was traumatic but at what point do you release the trauma and move on um it's really interesting something came up when you were talking and I remember one day we were in your car and oh, I don't know, remember exactly what we were talking about but you said something about like I was like it's disgusting that someone would sexually abuse someone in that way and it's fucking disgusting and I, I have no respect for those people and they like it's horrible and I was very judgmental and what you said to me as someone who endured trauma you said you you don't know what they went through to go through that and I can't see them in that way or I don't remember what it was that you said but the forgiveness that came through and the understanding and the non-judgment that you learned because of this contract 
of like, it doesn't fucking matter what you've done. And I've done really shitty things too. I'm not over here like, I'm a victim. I've burnt down entire villages and killed people and done horrible, horrible things. Not to you, but I've been getting my own karma in a, in a way of having to now use my power for good and use my power for love and, and be pure in my heart with my intentions. But to have that understanding, it's like you almost need to be that to understand what it's like to be in that place to do that to someone. And because I'd not abused someone sexually in that way that I'm aware of, I could never understand that. Always have been, having been the victim, I was like, I don't understand what the fuck would drive someone to do that. It's disgusting. That person's fucked. And hearing your perception on that of like, I forgive, you know, my father or these people or whatever it is, because understand what they would have had to go through to do something, to think that that's okay to do that. Like the trauma that they would have had to endure it. And to me, that is forgiveness. It's like, forgive them father for they know, know what they do. I'm becoming really religious over here, like quoting the Bible, but it is, like I said, when we got onto this, I was connecting to Jesus and bringing in that energy of like, we don't know what someone's gone through in order to do the things that they do. We don't know what soul contract someone has chosen to play and how that soul contract has empowered someone else. Like you and I fucking tactically planned up there in soul space and we were fully merged into the one um you know configure or whatever higher soul network we planned you were like i'm going to come down in this lifetime and abuse the fuck out of you so then in this main lifetime where you have to stand up and be this leader i'm going to meet you again and i'm going to help you to empower yourself and it might be shitty be pissed at me as a human on for some time but this is what it's it's doing so we don't understand the higher perspective behind these soul contracts and we can be a victim to them we can get lost in the story of them we can be angry, but understand that that person that's done that shit to you is <laughs> there's this story um, that I read once. And it's, it's like this parable about the, the little soul and the sun. And this little soul says to his friend up in spirit space, he says, I want to experience, um, I think it was like abuse or like, I want to experience being victimized in some way i want to have the experience of what it feels like to be victimized so i can come back to god and the soul who chose to do that said okay i'll give you that experience i'll come into this life and treat you like shit so you have that experience so you can grow but when i'm doing that remember that you know you asked me to do this and i'm doing this for you and i think that's a perspective that so many people forget when they're starting to go into past lives and the things that we've done like we had agreements and we can't know when that karma will be repaid or if it will be repaid. I channeled some stuff around like karma is not even relevant anymore. And we can just clear it like that at the moment, which is really cool. There's also imprinting, which means that some of the karma that you're or stories that you've taken on, not even fucking yours and you're perpetuating and healing other people's karma, right? There's lots of stuff going around where I'm like, fuck what I know to be true about karma is shifting and changing. And like you said, you can just acknowledge it and not have to go into the story of it and just be like, this is showing up and it's painful and it's stuck. It sucks, but it's here for a reason. And in our context, in our relationship, I think it, it definitely catalyzed a lot for both of us, like you into your mission, me into my sovereignty, into my power, into my sexual energy in a deeper way than, and then possible before. And it's about coming into inner union and outer union, right? Um, so, you know, we, we used to talk a lot about like running a program together around union and you were like, I think it needs to be around in union first because that journey um, of sacred union with someone else only happens once you've done that inner union piece of self-love and forgiveness. Um, so yeah, thank you for sharing all of that. And, and I wanna know like when we speak into inner union and that journey, other than the forgiveness piece, what else have you been doing to come into that? Because I know you said with this woman recently, you didn't feel yeah. worthy of her, right? And that that self-worth is something that I've also really dealt with. Mm, yeah. So to go back uh, quickly on what you said, definitely the two sides of the coins is super important to see. I've been the perpetrator and I've been perpetrated upon. So I can understand both sides. And in regards to uh, abuse, in regards to uh, murder, in regards to a lot of nasty shit, these hands have done a lot of stuff that I'm not proud of in past lifetimes, but I am proud of how these hands are now embodying light because of the darkness they had in the past, um, which is why I know that with these hands, I'm doing what I do with Reiki. So it's like understandable. I always said as a little kid, and, I, and now while you were saying, I understood why I would say as a little kid, I understand rapists. I understand them. I don't condone what they do and I don't support what they do, but I understand them. And I would also say, I understand 
uh, killers, murderers. I understand them. They didn't just wake up one day and say, oh, I'm just going to go kill somebody. No, they went through some shit. Something happened that made them do what they did. And I would re I remember people telling me, wow, you support killers? You support rapists? I'm like, no, I don't support them. I understand them. And I didn't know why I would support even or um, say that I would understand killers. And while you were saying it, I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, I did some of that in the past lifetimes. <laughs> I killed some people. I, I I did a lot of things. I was with the hands-on person in past lifetimes. I was, um, you know, in like in the mafias, you have the little guy who's like the boss, and you have the big guy who's the guy that's taking care of shit, right? Well, I was the big guy taking care of shit. And um, I was just being told, do that, do that, do that, and there I go doing that. And so I understand fully what it is to be on both sides, and that's part of um, what the inner union comes from. Because it comes from integrating your shadow, integrating your your side that you're not proud of, that you don't, you don't normally show to people, that you don't normally show to anybody, and not just showing the light that we you know, we want to share, right? Because of course we all want to share the light. We all just want to be like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm peace and love, and it's all love here. And um, that's bullshit. <laughs> there is a shadow side to us. We are yin yang. That's you know. That's how it is. We are a divine masculine and a divine feminine. So part of what happened with this girl, which was basically another girl that I sent the video message to because she's not near me. A lot of these people are not near me. Uh, this woman is in Ecuador. And um, actually, before I uh, sent, before I connected with her, um, there was a part of me not feeling worthy when I saw this girl on TikTok, beautiful woman who I felt a really strong connection to super, super strong, even has similar eyes to me. And I've always known that, you know, souls that attract to each other in a way they kind of look like each other. There's like some type of physical uh, resemblance. I've always, <laughs> I've always had the joke that I'm going to end up with someone that looks like they could be my cousin. <laughs> exactly. And when I, see, when I see this woman, I see my eyes in her, right? But I thought to myself, oh, no, she's too big. She's never going to, you know, she's never going to pay attention to me. She's got 1.7 million followers on, on TikTok. She's got 200,000 plus followers on, on Instagram. When is she going to see me? Even if you book a reading with her, when is she going to see you? Is she really going to, you know, come down to your level? Because I was feeling not worthy. And so the next best, best, best thing was this girl from Ecuador. And I reached out to her. And we started connecting. And then all of a sudden... I'm feeling the same vibe. I'm like, oh, fuck, what did I do to her now? All right, let me send you, let me send you a video. Let me just, you know, express my forgiveness. Let me You reckon you should just have like one stock standard one that you just send out? <laughs> like you just record one and then you just No, send I'm it literally at, at the end of this, <laughs> at the end of this transmission, what I want to do is something that hopefully you're, you're in agreement with, uh, which is something that I'm going to be doing on my social media as well. I sent her a video as well. And she just replies back saying, I can't stop crying. Because before I sent it out was because her, her telling me, I feel a very strong connection with you, but I feel something weird about you. There's something weird. There's something that, you know, just like gives me like this ugh, creepy vibe, but I feel a very strong connection with you. And I'm like, oh, fuck, all right, I must have done something. So let me just forgive myself and forgive and ask for forgiveness. And so I sent her the video and she just responds back saying, I'm crying like hopelessly i can't stop crying it's just like super strong what i'm feeling i'm like yeah i know there was a lot of shit that happened so just uh forgive yourself for not being able to stand up for yourself and forgive me please for what i did i'm offering it to you and i'm forgiving myself and uh, you must have done something back to me at some point and uh forgive and i forgive you as well and then at this time we're clearing some stuff in this lifetime as well due to those past lifetimes so let's just clear that shit and, and get it over with well the thing is that i kind of uh started falling in love with her in a way like she's just like beautiful in a lot of ways internally externally and um she would talk to me about how she had just finished a relationship with some guy because another guy came in and made her understand that the other guy was not the right person and then um there was a moment when she was like in the in between between these two people and the person she decided to reach out to was me and uh, so i started giving her the uh space and the support and i made her understand that this guy um from uh, this, the first guy that she was seeing is actually, was actually <laughs> scamming her. It was literally a scam. And this other guy from, from her country um, 
was telling her the same thing that I told her. So she finally connected the dots with everything and she felt really grateful to me, but I felt there was more than just being grateful. I felt there was more than just a connection of, of, um, of soul family, which we are all soul family one way or another, but I felt there was a strong connection sexually and, uh, like, uh, some type of union. Right. And, um, it, it came about to where she actually accessed one of my lives. She has a big following on, on, um, on TikTok as well, like 75,000 plus followers. And um, so she entered one of my lives at one point. And that's when I fully confirmed what was happening between her and I, because everybody on the chat was like, what's going on here? Like these two want to just like procreate right now. They want to just, you know, get it on right now. Look, look, look how they're looking at each other. And I'm over here like, <laughs> like, I'm just like shriveling up because I had no idea how to react to her being just like all in my face, like telling me like, Mike, I love you so much. Oh my gosh. I just want to hug you right now. And just giving me a lot of positive energy and I'm shriveling up because I'm starting to feel less and I'm not knowing what to do because it's me feeling uh, shy and feeling a lot of stupid shit. And, um, so the administrators for my, um, for my community tell me like they were, they were in the live and they tell me like, you know, what's going on between you, you two? I'm like, well, there's something in past lifetimes, but there's something in this lifetime too, but she's starting to see somebody. So I don't know what to do. And my friend was like, well, you need to go all in. You need to do what you need to do. And I'm like, I don't know. And then we had accorded that she was going to do a, um, a tarot reading for me because she's a tarot uh, reader and that I was going to do a Reiki session for her. We were going to swap uh, services. So she did the tarot reading for me first. And her tarot reading was super spot on in regards to me um, suppressing my sex sexuality, suppressing something that I did not need to be suppressing, uh, not feeling worthy enough. I was also in that zone and that was a blockage that was not allowing me to go forward in life and it was not allowing for my uh, abundance to uh, flourish it was not allowing for my inner divine union to happen because i was uh, not fully accepting my sexuality which can be considered sort of say let's say the shadow side because of what i had done in past lifetimes and because of what i had experienced in this lifetime as well <sighs> carla connected to that <laughs> because i had been unfaithful to her sexually speaking so it was like there was a lot of resentment resentment towards myself a lot of stupid shit towards myself because of sexuality and she told me you got to follow the white rabbit take risks you're like literally not doing what you need to do you're not taking the risks you're you're supposed to be taking because you're afraid of being hurt you're afraid of rejection who hurt you so bad who who rejected you so bad who did whatever the fuck they did to you and after that reading throughout that whole reading, the sparks were flying between her and I, she's giving me the reading and I'm literally thinking like, like this is literally, she's talking about herself and she's not even seen it. Cause she was telling me there was like somebody from, there's somebody from uh, another country that is uh, interested in you. And there's somebody that, uh, that you're connecting with. I'm like, well, this is literally what's happening right now between you and I, <laughs> aren't you seeing it? And um, so we connected after on another call and it was literally the next day because I, I, I got, I was pretty pissed off that day. I was pissed off at myself. I'm like, why didn't you tell her exactly what you felt? Why didn't you tell her? I think the person is you because that's what I felt like saying, but I didn't want to be rejected. So I fell asleep, super pissed off. But the next morning I woke up different, renewed a rebirth because she also told me do something that I think you should be doing, which is getting in front of the mirror hugging yourself, touching yourself, touching your face, not sexually speaking, but just touching yourself, being central with yourself, telling yourself how much you love yourself, telling you how much you, you're, you're rico, as we say, as we say in Spanish, which you're, you're delicious, right? Just like, just say these things to yourself. And I'm like, fuck, I've never done that in my life. That's going to be pretty weird, but let me do it. I woke up different and I did it and it changed my whole life. There was just this new love newfound love for myself, this new divine inner union that I started feeling coming in within me because I was like, I'm now fully loving myself to the point where I can see myself in the mirror and look at myself in the eyes and tell me how rico I am, tell me how beautiful I am and just, you know, just do that. And so I took the courage and I told her, I would normally, whenever I want to meet up with somebody, especially girls, I'd be like, hey, do you want to meet up later on tonight? Like, maybe we can meet up at this time or do you have the time? Like, just putting myself putting the person in the pedestal, right? Well, this time I just reached out and said, Hey, we're, we're meeting in about two hours. All right. Three hours. We're going to talk. And, um, and because I, I, I need, I need to give you your, your Reiki session too. And she's like, all right, perfect. But it's not going to be two hours or three, maybe about four or five. I'm like, all right, perfect. Four or five. 
but I didn't reach out like in the way where I was putting myself beneath her. It was just like, this is what we're doing. We connected. We didn't do any Reiki session. We spoke for about two hours, sparks flying again. And um, right before the phone call got cut off because she, she was losing her battery, I finally took the courage of saying what we were both feeling because we were both feeling just this big synergy happening, this big uh, union happening. And I told her, you know what? Uh, I'm going to tell you something just because as well, you just mentioned this other guy that's, you know, that you're saying that you're really liking. And I need to tell you what I need to tell you because I'm, I'm not going to stay shut. I'm not going to have that remorse of not saying what I need to say at this time. And I literally just told her, you know, I freaking think you're amazing and I'd like to be with you and I'd like to uh, fly out to uh, your country and then you fly out to my country and you said you were going to fly out to another country anyways to be with this other guy that you were with pre previously. So why not fly out and be here with me? Because we're feeling it. And her answer was, you know, there's a lot of guys that do that to me. They uh, declare their love to me. And, uh, you know, it's, 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 it, I'm, I'm used to this. And then she just basically hung up. <laughs> and I'm like, well, that didn't feel good. And uh, so what I told her was, you know, I have a lot of people, a lot of girls that are also b behind me, a lot of girls that are also wanting to uh, connect with me. They book Reiki sessions with me. And what I know they're trying to do is actually hook up with me. So it's like we both have people that are, you know, wanting to be with us, but I'm choosing to be with you. And hopefully you can choose to be with me. The next day I sent her, she sent me that day a lot of pictures, a lot of things, you know, things you would normally do when you're when you're feeling that vibe. She sent me pictures from her from her, uh, from her being a young adult and a lot of different things that she shared with me that you do that when you're actually liking somebody, right? Not when you're trying to play with somebody and, and then at the end of the phone call say, oh, I like that other guy instead of you. <laughs> it was it was like that, right? So I sent her a message saying, hey, I didn't send you any, any pictures when you sent me pictures. So I'm going to share some pictures with you. I'm going to share a playlist with you. And I want to share this text with you that I wrote for you. It was just basically me again declaring my love in a more in a more open way and her response to that was i think your vibe is cool i think you're cool but that's it i really like this other guy i don't like you and it was a hard uh it was a as we say in spanish as uh, agridulce which is a sour sweet taste of being rejected i finally felt in this lifetime a rejection of me fully opening myself up to somebody and fully felt the rejection coming through. And, um, but it was sweet because I finally did what I needed to do. I didn't back down and I didn't just think or didn't live with the remorse and with the resentment and with all that other stupid shit that comes up when you don't do the things you're supposed to be doing, when you're guided to do something, when your heart is telling you, just do this. My heart told me, just do this. My intuition told me, just do this. God, my guides, everybody told me, just do this. Just declare your love to this woman, even if she rejects you, because I felt she was going to reject me because of the, she was going to bring up this other guy. And that's exactly what she did. And so she was her, the lesson to me about integrating my sexuality, my sensuality, my uh, masculine even more in regards to standing up for myself in regards to being able to say the things I need to say without feeling like I'm going to be rejected. And so there is like the divine union that happened within me. And it's to the point where I, my answer to her uh, reply was, if you're meant to be mine, you will be mine. If not, then I'm open to whatever is going to be happening with whoever it's going to be happening with. Thank you for the lesson. Thank you for the love. Thank you for everything. And I love you till infinity and beyond with no end. And it was much longer than that, but that's basically in a nutshell what I said to her. And she's now feeling the remorse <laughs> is what I've been getting with tarot readings from TikTok. All of a sudden, I'm getting a shitload of tarot readings telling me there's somebody that is with the remorse of saying no to you. And this is going to be their lesson now, because now they're going to feel and know that they lost a good person. This is, sorry to interject, but I literally, before I met you about six months earlier, I was in this year long comic fuckery with someone, a very <laughs> similar situation. And I was so in love with him. And I had to express that. And we were just friends and I had to fucking express it, knowing that he was going to reject me, knowing that he didn't feel the same, knowing that, you know, I had to speak my truth because it was my truth and I couldn't hold on to it. And the same thing, my guides were like, you need to do this. And I was like, it's because we're meant to be together. But when I let it go and I was like, okay, I just need to 
it's unconditional. I fucking love you unconditionally and you don't need to love me back, but that love is here and it's present and I'm going to express it regardless of the fact of how you take yeah. that. And he'd abandoned me in past lives and lots of stuff happened. And when I was able to do that, it's like I broke the spell of that connection, right? And I know that that man feels remorse because we had such a beautiful friendship. Like I know that. And I know that he's like, fuck, no one's ever seen me that way. Um, but it's not my path anymore to care about how that unfolds and we can find other people who see us and meet us when we claim that and so like literally when I walked away from you in Costa Rica and that was my my initiation was being like I'm claiming for myself what I desire and how I you know you weren't able to meet me in the ways that I desired to but I knew what I desired and I was like I'm claiming this and literally a week later I met someone in Mexico who was showing up in all the ways that you weren't able to at that time right and so it showed me like as soon as we integrate and learn the lesson and do the loving thing which is honoring our fucking selves and honoring our self-worth worth enough to be like I love you but I don't care if you don't love me in that way and I know that I deserve better and so that was our lesson so I, I appreciate you for that and I love you for that because it enabled me to claim that self-love and sovereignty and be like I know what I fucking desire and I know that I there's going to be someone who treats me that way and he did he showed up and it was short term but it was what I needed to see that like, yes, you can have that and you can have people loving you in that way, but you need to claim that for yourself first. Exactly. Right. And so everything that's showing up and how people, and I feel like with this woman for you, it's also like you created that in a way to experience that rejection because part of you believe you were going to be rejected. So we're always creating these things. Right. And they enable us to shift and, and change how we love ourselves and how we relate to ourselves. And it always comes back to inner union. It's not like we get into this relationship and all this stuff is gone and that person's going to fix us. It's like, no, mm. we need to reach that point of self-love first. And for me, every time I've tried to cling to this soulmate coming in or this part, whatever it is, God is always like, <laughs> you need to love yourself first so fucking much that it doesn't matter like I'm literally getting to a point now where and I believe this and I feel this I've released it where I'm like I am the only person that matters in my life and I'm going to be here till the fucking end and my relationship with me is the number one and if it was just me and myself for the rest of my fucking life I need to accept that and be okay with that and feel enough and feel loved enough and and feel how much love I am in every day and not needing someone else to give that to me so I just wanted to kind of share that. Did you have anything to share on that? Because I feel it's like we need to. Yeah, it's basically um, basically that the, the the connection in that sense that we have with the different people is so important to make us understand the self-love that we need to uh, develop for ourselves and those uh, contracts that we have with different people and where we accorded to do things to each other in order to finally realize that. And uh, that's why I'm so thankful to her. That's why even though it's it's a, a sour taste of being rejected, I the sweet is much stronger. And it's just like, I finally stood up for myself. I finally did exactly what I needed to do without the fear of being rejected, without any remorse after that. And um, I know she's going to, at some point, uh, resent it and she's going to have feel the remorse. And uh, as I felt it, which I know is part of her um, cycle, she's gonna come back. And she's going to ask me, she's going to tell me, can we still do what you were planning on doing with me? And uh, I've been guided to know that I need to take a decision at that point of what I want to do. But I feel that the first woman that I was talking to you about, that's actually who I'm going to be connecting with at some point. And I'm just being patient because I don't even know her. She doesn't even know who the heck I am. She's never seen me in, in her life, but I've seen her on TikTok. But I know that we are going to connect and me thinking she was too much. And that's why, why I went to this other person who I thought, well, it's basically the same type of person. And um, but but, you know, it's it's it was like not this way because too much this way because it's perfect for you. Fuck that. I'm worth whatever I want to be worth. I'm not worth what I what I um, fear that I'm that I'm not worth. And um, forgiveness is such a big part of all that because I've um, been forgiving myself a lot. And um Forgiving my dad, forgiving my um, my my loved ones, my brother is a big part of forgiveness in in this point as well. A big part of um of accepting who I am and not feeling like I'm less than what I really am. And um, it's basically right now coming into full circle for me in in regards to my divine inner union happening and then because of that happening with the forgiveness that I've been applying with the forgiveness but that I've been receiving with the forgiveness that's just been happening all over the place that's starting to happen and then when that happens 
then it's going to be time for an, a divine outer union to happen because now I'm fully integrated myself. Now I'm fully at, to the point where it's like my yin yang is balanced out. I'm dancing uh, instead of resenting my feminine or resenting my masculine and, uh, you know, integrating my sexuality and not being afraid of it to the point where one of the recent videos that I just shared was me basically in the tone of voice, which I was scared of using to use because I was guided to do that on one of my lives. All of a sudden somebody says something and I, I'm not going to say I got pissed off, but I just, I thought to myself, enough of this stupid shit. Stop it with this. Stop freaking doubting yourself. Stop freaking, you know, auto-sabotaging yourself. Stop doing this shit. Stop it. And I started doing that. And all of a sudden a live that had 50 people had 150 people in it in a matter of three minutes because of how I started talking. When that voice was the voice I was using in the past in a negative sense, because that's the voice that uh, was screaming to uh, my ex-wife that was screaming to my daughters. That's the voice I was using in, in a negative manner, but in this point, using it in a positive manner, integrating that part of me, which is having this deep voice, having this raspy voice and using it for something that's of light. And so one of my most recent videos is basically that saying, wait the fuck, up stop this stupid shit stop it with this auto sabotaging yourself because it's not taking you anywhere and knowing that i'm integrating that is my knowing as well that the sexuality the yin yang the whole thing that i need to integrate is coming together and that's where my divine union is happening because i'm fully accepting my shadow i'm accepting everything that has to do with what i thought was bad which is not it's part of my balance it's part of my yin yang yeah, absolutely. We need we need to learn how to reclaim those parts of ourselves, right? Like reclaiming that angle, reclaiming that sexuality, reclaiming whatever it is and bring it into you. The other thing that I just kind of want to like finish on is like we have so many fucking soulmates too, right? We think that it's this one and we attach to this one person or this one idea. And then when we let go, there's like, oh, there's another person I could potentially be with that there's more lessons and there's more growth and there's this person and there's that person. And it's like fucking infinite. And it's trusting that at the right time, we'll align with that person who's on that same trajectory, who meets us in ways that the others couldn't. And so can you have that faith and that trust um, and be like unattached? Because I think part of the issue is like, and for our relationship, the attachment, the human stories, the attachment of yeah. where is this going? What is it? How is this even going to work with you over there and me over here? And like, I don't know how it's going to fucking work. It was never meant to work, but our attachment is what is getting us to try and force something to happen when it's not yes. meant to be. Um, and yes. I just did a, a podcast with a friend about like God's plan for you is sometimes way better than what you can even fucking <laughs> for yourself. Right. That's yeah. exactly what I'm going through right now. Literally I'm finding out that the plan I had or the plan I had made in my mind is nowhere near of what's going to be happening in my life and what's going mm -hmm. to be happening in the next few months in my life. And it's just me now trusting fully to God's plan to, the divine plan that is unfolding before me and that these blockages regarding my yin yang my inner divine union is now coming together is going to allow for this to fully flourish and um if you're okay with it what i would like to do briefly for about two minutes three minutes however long it takes me is to do what i mentioned that i wanted to do which is basically the following <laughs> i want to talk to any woman out there that is listening to this it may have been with me at some point that you interacted with it may have been with another man it may have been with whoever that person is but i feel the obligation and i feel the resonance to offer to you listening to this message listening to this a full open heart forgiveness offer this forgiveness to you so you can please forgive me and i'm being a vessel for whoever you need to receive that forgiveness from right now whoever that person may be even if it may be even me in the past lifetime i don't know but whoever that man may be that may have hurt you psychologically physically abused you cheated on you done whatever they did to you to make you feel less to make you step out of your power I want to offer that forgiveness to you on behalf of any man that has caused you anything in your life. 
so you can fully open up your heart and forgive yourself for allowing what you allowed, number one, and forgive this man for whatever is necessary to forgive him. Because the venom of resentment that you're taking against whoever this person may be, even if you don't know who the person may be, if it's from past lifetime, you're taking a venom thinking that somebody else is going to die by taking that and nobody else is going to die besides you. That resentment is eating you up inside. So please accept this forgiveness on my behalf, on behalf of all men, on behalf of any men that has done anything to you so you can fully receive it, experience it yourself to yourself as well, the forgiveness, and give it right back to that person or to those people. The law of forgiveness is one of, if not the most important tool to use in this moment of our lives so we can fully embody love, compassion, and our divine inner union. Without forgiveness, we're going to continue going round and round and round with the same bullshit. I love you to infinity and beyond with no end. And I hope you can receive this forgiveness on my behalf and on behalf of any man that has ever done you wrong in any way, shape or form. Thank you. I feel like a lot of people are going to maybe purge a little bit after that because it was really, I closed my eyes and I was like, whoa, there's like a lot of energy. So be kind to yourselves. Um, and I'm sure Mikey will be okay if, you know, you reached out to him with a message, if that helped you in any way. If people would like to find you and follow you and hear more about what you're about and what you're offering, how can they do that? All of my social media is Mike3cam, M A. M-I-K-E-3-C-A-M. So anywhere on social media, especially uh, TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook, uh, you can find me as Mike3Cam. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for being in my life. Thank you for showing up and fucking me up. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> thank you for everything that has been and will ever be between us. And I appreciate you deeply and yeah that is another episode guys if you have enjoyed this please give me a rating share a review share this with someone who needs to hear it go follow mikey share with us what you got out of this episode and until the next time beautiful souls i and love one thing you before we go oh. all of my content is in spanish but if you need to talk to me in english you obviously know i can but all of my content is, is in spanish perfect okay love thank you guys see you next time thank you for listening to another episode of cracked open don't forget to hit subscribe and share with a friend if this episode has served you in any way for more information about the work that i do or to get in touch with me read the show notes or head to beckmylonis.com until next time beautiful soul <laughs>